This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today's podcast is brought to you by lynda.com. lynda.com helps you to learn and keep up to date with software, pick up brand new skills, or explore new hobbies with their easy-to-follow video tutorials. If you'd like to become a better communicator, if you'd like to become a better leader, or maybe you'd like to have more productivity, lynda.com offers thousands of video courses in a variety of topics. Right now, I'm taking a class from Izzy Gezel, or Gazelle. He is teaching a course called Leading with Applied Improv. Really a great class. And of course, there's the classic from my friend Cece Chapman, Business Storytelling. But again, there's 24,000 courses taught by industry experts, and they add more every week. That's what I love looking at the new courses. The courses that they offer are for all levels, whether you're a beginner or advanced. And the best part is it's one low monthly price. $25 gives you unlimited access to the entire lynda.com library. So I've worked out a deal with lynda.com to provide you with a special offer so you can access their entire free library for seven days. You can visit lynda.com forward slash speaker. That's lynda.com forward slash speaker to start your seven day free trial. That's lynda.com forward slash speaker. Today, I'd like to talk about how you can help your audience remember you. In an earlier episode, I talked about why you need a good catchphrase, and I gave you some examples, like start with why, or people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it, or development is evolutionary, not revolutionary. Again, I gave you the examples, but what I didn't tell you was how do you create these memorable phrases? What does the research tell us about memorable phrases? And what are the key elements of a well-crafted mantra? That's what we'll talk about today. So what makes a memorable catchphrase? Last year, the researchers from the Department of Computer Science at Cornell University, they published a paper, I love this title, it was called, You Had Me at Hello, How Phrasing Affects Memorability. And that goal of that study was to understand what information gets retained by the public and why? And specifically, what they looked at was phrasing, sentence structure, and word choice, and how that impacts information retention. They created this analytical framework that allowed them to look at a broad set of movie quotes, and they wanted to figure out which were memorable and which weren't. So it was interesting. They found major differences between the quotes that stuck with us and those that didn't. So what were some of the differences? That's what we're going to talk about. There was six key components of catchphrases that stick with us. The researchers showed that when we use distinctive words, they're typically more memorable. Specifically, what the research showed was that the less likely a phrase was to show up in common language, the more memorable it would be. And what about the syntax? They said that it should be common syntax. You might think that non-traditional sentence structure would make a phrase stand out, but what the data showed was that a simple, common syntax, the type of language we use in everyday speech, is more memorable. And this one I think is really important, that the, the words could be used in a different context. That is, memorable catchphrases use phrasing that can stand alone. They aren't tied to the content that they're introduced with. The researchers also suggested that we should avoid personal pronouns. They said since personal pronouns usually refer back to a specific person, that is the person mentioned in the talk, that the phrase won't make much sense outside of that. 
but they did say it would be okay to use the second person pronoun you because then it's more generic and not referring to a specific individual. Next, they suggested to use present tense verbs because past tense verbs usually point back to a previous event, and so they don't think that works well in a phrase that would need to stand alone. So use present tense verbs to create a more memorable mantra. And then they said, this is kind of an interesting one, they said, use more front-of-the-mouth sounds, like L, and less sounds from the back of the mouth, like the letter U. Okay, so one word of caution here. Well, I think, of course, that this research is useful, it's certainly possible to overthink this. So my advice is just to come up with a few ideas for your catchphrase and then see if you can apply these findings to help you fine-tune it. And I certainly wouldn't lose sleep over the fact that your new mantra has more U sounds than L sounds. Recently, I interviewed Jeremy Donovan. He's the author of How to Deliver a TED Talk. And we talked about catchphrases as well. So I wanted to talk about just a couple of tips that he and I both had. And that first one from both of us is that you want to limit the phrase to 12 words or less. And I think the fewer, the better. I probably have mentioned this before, but it's worth repeating. Spend time looking at famous catchphrases and count how many words they include. You'll notice that anything over 12 will be very difficult for your audience to retain and repeat. So short phrases such as President Obama's Yes We Can or Nike's Just Do It are easy to remember and reusable in many different contexts. Jeremy recommends that you keep it action-centric. So if you give your audience something to do in your mantra, it will stick better. He referenced Start With Why as an actionable mantra or Steve Jobs' Stay Hungry, Stay Foolish. Next, you could try rhyming words or have a little sing-song style to make it stick. The catchier the phrase, the more likely people are to repeat it. So I gave you a couple of examples of those and why everyone needs a good catchphrase. And a famous one that I'm sure you'll recognize is Johnny Cochran's, If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. We all remember that, I'm sure. Next, of course, you can use uncommon figures of speech like chiasmus. In an earlier episode, I introduced you to several uncommon figures of speech that can really spice up your public speaking. And I explained, of course, the concept of chiasmus then. But really, it's just when you had the same phrase in reverse order to make your point. And when I talk about my book, I created a double chiasmus. Here's what I created. Smart talk is not just saying things right. Smart talk is saying just the right things. You probably remember the most famous use of chiasmus. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And a more humorous example, I love this one, comes from the comedian Joey Adams. Never let a fool kiss you or a kiss fool you. I think when you're able to play with words and use these tips to create really catchy phrases, meaningful phrases, things that people can remember long after your speech is done, that's when you've created a truly great catchphrase. So try these tips out the next time you give a presentation and let me know how it goes. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales, manage perceptions, and enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. I'm passionate about communication, and your success is my business. If you'd like even more success in your life, I invite you to read my latest book, Smart Talk. And remember, Smart Talk is not just saying things right. Smart Talk is saying just the right things. And of course, you can listen to my Smart Talk podcast as well over at smarttalksuccess.com.
Finally, I invite you to support our sponsor, lynda.com. You can learn what you want, when you want, with access to over 2,700 high-quality online courses, all for one low monthly price. And you can try it free for seven days by visiting lynda.com forward slash speaker. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash speaker. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>